Hello, Faith City Church. Welcome to this week's Midpoint Podcast. Today we have a special guest. Pastor Paul Page is what uh, Pastor Paul Kosala calls him. And he has been leading our, uh, what are they called? Their um, Bible electives. Bible electives here at the church. First Jonah and now Ephesians. And today we're going to get to know him a little better and uh, talk about Ephesians for a, a few minutes. So yeah, Paul, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I grew up in here in Nova Scotia, in Halifax, Dartmouth area. And for my life until I was 28, I was not a churchgoer. I would consider myself an atheist. And I was very interested in sciences. And so I went to Dalhousie to study microbiology and got a degree in that. But when I was 28 years old, I had an experience and became a follower of Jesus after that. Nice. And from that, my life was completely changed and my worldview was completely opened. Not quite as dramatic as what happened to Paul on the road to Damascus. <laughs> Looking back, I found it quite enlightening mm-hmm. and I just have been following Jesus ever since. Nice. Very cool. And so from that point, I have a job that I work at to support my family, but I attended Bible college part-time through distance. So I, I uh, went to Master's College and Seminary, which is the Eastern PAOC Bible College. Yeah. And that's located in Peterborough, Ontario. Mm. I enjoyed myself in studying that and in studying the Bible and became credentialed in 2018. And now I volunteer and teach Bible classes, go to different churches and preach on different Sundays and just uh, have a mixed variety of what I do to nice. minister for Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. We'll have to get you preaching here some Sunday soon. What's your, uh, what would you say your preaching style is or, or favorite style maybe? Teaching. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my favorite style would be, it's called narrative, narrative style. And so I like to preach the different narrated stories in the Bible. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And so you're leading a, a class right now on Ephesians. What sort of stuff have you uh, gone over thus far and what's what's in store? Are you going chapter by chapter or exploring it at a broader scope? How's that going? Uh, yeah. So we're just taking it verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We are now into chapter three. This is the, uh, the fourth class would be tomorrow night. And that's online on Zoom for this current class. And we're just exploring it in as much depth as we're able in the six classes that we have. And just trying to look at the themes of the letter and and links to different biblical stories and uh, areas of the Bible and try to to look at Paul as a second temple Jewish man who has this experience with Jesus and becomes like a messianic Jew and just looking at the writing in that context and trying to understand what he and God is trying to say to us. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Just before we progress, just wanted to give a quick shout out. You do have a family, right? You're, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're... I have two children uh, and my wife, Natasha. My children are teen- teenagers and we've attended here for about a year, a year and a half. So nice. yeah, and we love it here and yeah, it's just great. It's just great. Awesome. Very cool. And uh, you mentioned Second Temple. Would you mind explaining to everyone oh. a little bit more about that for yeah, just science. just for some context for yeah, everyone. Uh, of course, it's just a, a time period in Jewish history. The first temple 
obviously was the uh, temple that Solomon built, and that was destroyed. So this the second temple ranges, I think, from around 500 BC to that sounds right 70 AD uh, when Jerusalem was destroyed. So by the Romans, I knew the 70 one yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not exactly sure of the dates, but the uh, Basically, during that, that's what's referred to as the Second Temple Jewish period, and which was the time period where most of the New Testament was written, mm. or at least the people who wrote it. That was their worldview and mindset. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very cool. And would it be fair to say you enjoy the history of the Bible as well? It seems like I do. I, I enjoy the history of the Bible. I particularly enjoy finding themes that bring the Old Testament into the New Testament. Okay, and Themes which basically explain Jesus as one big story that can be found from the beginning straight through to the end. And and the different links throughout. I found that very interesting. Oh, so that's, nice. that's where I am right now. Nice. You would have enjoyed my class. I took a class in undergrad in my uh, final year. I almost said senior year, too much time in America. But it was Isaiah in the New Testament. And that was the whole class. Yeah. Uh, it was all the connection points from Isaiah. So. Yeah. I don't remember anything because I was 21, but uh, <laughs> a couple of years ago. But I do have the book still, and I should probably revisit them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, you said themes. What are some of the major themes that come up in Ephesians specifically? Well, okay. So, yeah, the letter to the Ephesians is uh, written in basically two sections. There's the first section, which is chapters one to three, where Paul is the theme of something is revealed to him and he is trying to explain it to the church in Ephesus and surrounding area and this mystery that has been revealed to him. And so it's been intimately revealed to him dramatically in his conversion event where he actually met the Messiah, Mm -hmm. Jesus on the road to Damascus, where Jesus told him that he was to minister to the Gentiles, which were the non-Jewish people. And from then on, he would be called Paul instead of Saul. He would be called Paul in the non-Jewish areas. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah. So the first three chapters is this, he's talking about this mystery, or it's it's an open secret now, and the mystery of God's plan of Jesus saving not only the Jewish people, but all nations. And so when we look at that, and we look at Paul's worldview, we can trace back through the Old Testament that it was always God's plan to save all nations. Mm. and not not just Israel. And so this is what Paul's talking about in the first three chapters. And then in the last three, from four to six, he's just talking to the church in Ephesus about how they are to live that out. How are they to live as if this is true? And basically just fulfilling who they actually are in Christ. Because a lot of the, the letter is written in different tenses where he's talking about this has already happened. Uh, right? okay. Like yeah. you, you have been saved by grace through faith, like it's already happened. You have, like in Jesus, you have defeated the powers and principalities of this age. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just, I just love digging into it and doing my best to try to explain it to people. Yeah, nice, nice, very cool. I do know what tenses are. Paul and I had a discussion before we started recording about how bad I am at English grammar, but I do know what a tense is. So off to an okay start for my grammar knowledge for this conversation. So a little more about specifically the history of, of mm-hmm. Ephesians. What's some of the, the historical context and precedents specifically uh, for Ephesus 
that maybe uh, you could explain to everyone. Paul is much smarter than me, so I'm happy to hear no, him uh, talk about not. this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the letter was actually written to a number. It was written to an area. Okay. A region. And the region actually had all the seven churches, which are listed in Revelation, were in this valley, in this region. And this letter was sent to that region. We believe it became known as the letter to the Ephesians because Ephesus was the major city Uh, in that area. And so that's how it came up. And people believe this because Paul lived in Ephesus for two years. And a lot of his other letters name people and are written for certain purposes, such as there, there might be conflict in the church, or there might be, he might be thanking them for gifts that they've given him. Yeah. Whereas the Ephesians, the letter to the Ephesians is really just a letter explaining the gospel <laughs> in a certain way, explaining the gospel to the church of Gentiles, which was the Greek church in that area, and explaining how to live life. And so it's much more of a general letter than the yeah. other letters. Yeah. So it's unique in that way. It's unique in that way, yeah. for sure. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, very explanatory. Just It really outlines the whole scope of God's plan from the beginning of creation until the new New creation. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. So is there, in your study, in preparation for the class and in teaching, is there any, like, this is maybe a funny question, quirky or weird or, like, totally different things that maybe only come up in Ephesians or that you find really exciting or enlightening or helpful? Yeah. Um, I find Paul uses really long sentences sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> very, very, like, especially in the first three chapters, uh, very long sentences, which you need to really calm yourself and try, try, try to follow, <laughs> try to follow sometimes. Yeah, that was definitely quirky. And another thing is that uh, we know the Bible is written as both, it's God's inspiration for uh, people who mm-hmm. wrote it down on paper, obviously. And so in this way, we find different writing styles. And so in this letter, especially, there's a lot of symmetry involved, whereas, which was a, the, predominant style of writing at the time, where, for instance, in chapters one to three, it opens and closes in prayer or in worship, and then prayer inside of that on either end. Okay. And then a little bit of explanation inside of that on either end. And then in the middle is the main idea, which is where Paul is talking about the church as one body with Jesus as the head or the uh, cornerstone Yeah. uh, as the new temple, as God's new temple here on, on earth. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so if you actually lay it out symmetrically, they wrote in such a way to try to give emphasis on certain ideas. Right? Mm. And so, yeah, that's really interesting because that's not how people write today. No, not at all. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely not how I write. Yeah, no, I, I know. I always dream or wish I could write not even like biblical writer with all this like symmetry and all this perfection, but at least in a way that was like, so impactful and then i write something and i'm like oh maybe not (laughs) (laughs) yeah with with like deep insights but also woven together and i imagine it takes so long i uh, I have no idea how (laughs) and it's a lot of biblical literature is so condensed a lot of it yes and so many ideas in one sentence that it's not how the modern world writes 
No, I, yeah. And a lot of our modern, not a knock on it, but a modern Christian literature mm. is often like one little idea in one of the opening paragraphs and then four stories to explain that idea yeah. <laughs> and then like wrap it up at the end. That's like how a chapter works in someone's book. Not that that's bad. Oh, no. Um, and stories is kind of how we learn sometimes. Right. But uh, part of the reason why we have whole courses and classes, even here at the church for a six chapter book is... I'm sure Paul could talk for probably another dozen weeks on Ephesians and not still cover the scope of everything. Is that right? Mm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's very condensed. There's a lot of different ideas that are linked back to different sections in the Bible. He links even in, for instance, chapter three, some of the language that he uses is linked back to the exact same language he uses in chapter one and two, just to kind of give it an extra little emphasis. <laughs> Emphasis before they move on to the next portion of the letter. Yeah. But yeah, it's very sophisticated. Mm. Very sophisticated. Anything else about Ephesians that really stands out to you? Personally, the most interesting part of Ephesians that stands out to me is Paul's view on the principalities and powers, the authorities mm. and rulers that he states that Jesus is now above and ruling over and that we are spiritually if we are in Jesus. Yeah. And and this is just the negative spiritual influence that work on us every day in this age and on this earth. And yeah, I just think a lot of that can be traced back into the Old Testament. And a lot of that can be, uh, you can see it moving through all of the scriptures. Mm. And it's a big part of what he was thinking about. He was basically thinking these powers, they can be human or spiritual. So for instance, Rome for him, would be one of these powers, right? Yeah. And also any negative spiritual influence, right? From any rebellious spiritual beings, or, yeah. you know, host of heaven. And so his view was that anything that locked us into a way of being as a human is this power that we are now, or we were slave to, but now we are free from. Mm. Yeah. So, and just like trying to figure that out is like an interesting exercise. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. It's it's funny. It's like an easy, like hearing you say it, I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard that before. But like mentally working through that is a whole different scene. Yeah, well, when I first became a Christian, I, I did not, you know, it was very difficult mm. for me uh, with like a scientific background, naturalist background to try to come to grips with this, this idea, right? <laughs> yeah. And the more I learn, just the more fascinating it becomes. Uh. And the more biblical evidence you can see. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Cool. Jumping away from Ephesians okay. just a touch. Out of curiosity, could you explain a little more of that? The uncovering and movement from like understanding, I guess it's Ephesians adjacent, talking about like understanding that freedom in Christ in your own life? In my own life. I mean, it, yeah, I guess it's a lot easier to read about <laughs> than it is to live. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's. Trying to live knowing that the victory has already been, has already happened. Mm. And so, you know, in this time of like strife where people are, you know, obviously that's the powers at work in them who are creating this conflict, let's just say, and even conflict in individual lives. And just trying to know this mystery that Paul is talking about, this revelation mm -hmm. that we are in him and we are free from all of that. And I mean, what I know it's trite to say and it's bad to say, his view is basically what's the worst that can happen? Mm. Like, <laughs> you 
if they take your life with him. Yeah. If they yeah. take his life, like to live as Christ, to die is gain. So to take his life is gain. Right. Yeah. And that was his worldview. And so Paul's worldview was completely upside down because he was in that Jesus was Lord and we were already there in this new creation. Yeah. Which is just happening. And so for me, trying to live that in my life is difficult in just that everything in this world kind of tries to prevent you from living that way. Yeah. And this is just living in a way where we love God and we love our neighbor. Yeah. And to truly live that way. And it's difficult because we want to love ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And do the things we and do the things that we want to do. do. And so, you know, I'm, I'm doing stuff and like, let's just say, even I, I'd like to go back to school someday. Yeah. Right. And I'm, and I know it would be useful, but I don't really need to because mm. I'm already a pastor. So I'm like, why do I want to do this? <laughs> right? like, is it pride? Like, is this the powers that work in me or is, am I honestly wanting to do it for other people? Right. Mm. And so even little decisions like that, you really have to take hold of them. Yeah. And try to live your life. Yeah. In the way that Jesus would have you live it. It's funny. As you were saying, I thought of the cheesiest saying, it's like finding the right delight. Um, being like, <laughs> what are the things that God wants you to do that can serve other people or serve him versus being like, this is what I want to do. And I think sometimes I can overthink that and be like, Oh, I shouldn't be doing anything other than reading my Bible or praying or <laughs> serving at a at a shelter or shoveling my neighbor's walkway. And like those are all good things. <laughs> a little bit true maybe. <laughs> but but also like we do need times of of stepping back and enjoying some of the stuff that we yeah. do have too. So yeah. it's like this weird I find it's always a weird tightrope to walk. Mm-hmm. Um deciphering that and Thankfully, God is so gracious that even when we uh, do some of the stuff that maybe is less fruitful, he's like, oh, maybe maybe try this a little more or, or lean this way or maybe do intentionally go do something that's a little out of your comfort zone or a lot oftentimes. So, mm-hmm. well, as we wrap up, okay. uh, do you have any other thoughts you'd like to share? Any other things about Ephesians or about yourself? We have the, the Ephesians class has three more weeks. Yeah. And after that, the Bible electives will take a short break like we did after we did the book of Jonah. So, and then after that, I'm not quite sure, but I'm sure we'll Oh, we're, we'll Find get out. you back in action. I actually have a question for uh, Paul right after we're done recording uh, about a couple thoughts. So, yeah, please check out Paul's class now if you want to join in. It's not too late to join, right? If someone oh, no. wants to jump in, yep. um, you might need to read a couple chapters uh, before you get there. But And also check out his classes in the future. Hopefully they'll be in person. Yes, um, I imagine the, the Jonah class was in person and on Zoom. Mm-hmm. This Ephesians class was only on Zoom just because of the state of the restrictions. Yeah. But as they lift, I can't see why it wouldn't be online and in person. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Sweet. Well, thanks so much for being with us, Paul. And uh, if you have any questions, please email us at office at faithhalifax.org. And if you have questions for Paul, send them there and we will... uh, send them his way. He's a wealth of knowledge of the Bible and is a blessing for our church to have. So thanks for being with us, Paul. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Have a great week, everyone.